nice Monday night. A Laker win Monday night. The Dodgers just grounded into a double play with the bases loaded on a Monday night, but still a good Monday night. Slee, how you feeling? What should we call you? National Trav? Like what? What do we call? What's a well, good nickname? I'm um, okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Something um, like that, right? Because I, I want to make sure. You know, obviously, you've gone out of your way to keep pointing out that you did a national <laughs> show for two straight days, and I, I think people should. There should be some kind of tagline there. Well, there should be. I, look, look, hopefully I'm just counting the days until I get to go on those shows more frequently and I can leave you in the dust and we can just uh, <laughs> come up with something. And maybe I'll invite you on my national show. Maybe uh, we can do that someday. I don't think I'm going to get the invite. I think once <laughs> I think once you get to that level, that's it, man. That that's is right. it. That's right. Hey, uh, did, do I know you? Have, have we met before? Mm. Uh, Sliwa sounds very familiar. Oh, ask who? Ask who? No, I don't remember that segment. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. No doubt, no doubt. How was your weekend? Uh, Weekend fantastic. Oh, I got a, I got a story that I got to break down to. I I don't think I want to tell it right now. You're not ready. I think I want to. Can you give me the the general topic? uh, Mexican food. Oh, okay. I mean, you you have you have my attention. I know I have your attention. That's why I'm. That's why I I, first thing I want to talk about was uh, it it has to do with. Having really good Mexican food, but something was missing, and I'll, I'll explain it. It's not my Tequila. fault. No, it's relaxed. Uh, right, just beer. food, just food, man. Oh, yeah, go straight um, to the liquor, straight to avocados. the liquor. I, I got jalapenos. A f- <laughs> Come on, man, you can't. This is. We'll do it later. We'll no, do it later. Right, we'll Trust do, me. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do, it do it later. I'll get into all the details. Anything else other than your Mexican food foray? What do we have? We got Saturday a loss to the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, just had the entire day off. Kind of nice, you know, uh, cruising around. Did one of those uh, food trucks. have the barbecue. Um, oh, nice. By the way, uh, I don't know about you. I, how often do you have barbecue? Do you have barbecue often? Um, it's, not it's, often. Yeah, it's, I, not, it's, it's not one of those you should be having like, yeah, you have it every Monday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, I, I so this is another thing that is probably, this, this will go right up there next to my tamale opinions. I could do without barbecue. This is not it, it's good. it's not something that I have to have. I don't dislike it. You know what I mean? Like I'll, if if we go to a place and there's a barbecue restaurant or somebody's doing something at their house, mm-hmm. I will eat it enthusiastically and I enjoy it. But it's never something I seek out. I uh, love barbecue. I mean, I'm uh-huh. not going out there and having it like twice a week, like I said. I think my my hands still smell like barbecue. I mean, uh, <laughs> do you do ribs or the brisket? The scent or we that do? comes out. I did sausages, uh, maybe. Did ribs and I did okay. a brisket sandwich. Oh yeah, well, those are the right things yeah. to get. Yeah, I know. Those are those are the right things. Although uh, some some chicken isn't a bad thing off that barbecue. Sometimes you get those sausages too that they have up at the top with uh, the smoke. Everything's good. Everything's yeah. good on the barbecue. Not too everything's many bad good. choices. That's good. We had a lot of Dodger baseball over the weekend. Didn't look. This is a weird position, right? And we'll get to the Lakers coming up in a minute. But this is kind of a weird spot because the Dodgers and the Padres, the show that they put on this weekend. Was awesome. I don't know how but, they keep. I don't. I don't know how they keep surpassing the expectations. It, it, it's met it both times. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And certainly last night's game surpassed expectations. Fernando Tatis's performance on the weekend surpassed expectations. The only the only thing wrong with this weekend was that the Dodgers lost three of those mm-hmm. games. That was it. Other than that, it was about as good a show as you're going to find. It was. It was just really exciting baseball. And you know, I I'm the baseball guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I love opening day, and I love the pomp and circumstance that comes along with it. But I kind of usually, you know, baseball in April and May is kind of, eh, You want whatever. 240 games a year. 
Right, exactly. And then, you know, they have the all-star break, and then you can kind of get into the trades and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's not until end of August, September. And let's be honest, with the Dodgers, usually September's not even that interesting Mm -hmm. because they have such a big lead. But these seven games that they've played, Slee, have just been so good. Yeah, this is odd. It's not uh, – I I don't think, and like you mentioned, it would be the equivalent of – in the basketball season, in a regular schedule. You know the season usually starts third week of October, mm-hmm. where you and I are sitting back in November and saying, oh my gosh, you see these last four or five games against <laughs> right. the Bucks." It's like, no, yeah, they, you know, they won or they lost, but it's not, the world's not going to end. I felt like, and this is the way you could really, really tell. The way you could really tell is um, there's a lot of national conversation about the Padres and the Dodgers. You know, I heard earlier today, I heard Stephen A. Smith and Max doing a full segment about the Dodgers and the Padres. Maybe that's maybe that's obviously more normal for the Dodgers, but certainly not to have the Padres in that conversation. But the reason right. why this is so unique is because it's already took a national stage so early in the season and we're so far away from the postseason. Yeah, and and they just and this is one of those things. I don't know, you know, to make a comparison, it's like a movie star that just kind of pops, and you say, "Okay, what, what about that guy that pops, or what about that woman that pops?" You're like, "I don't know. I just like looking at him." I Daniel LaRusso, right? Daniel LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso, yes. perfect example. Great of that. example. I just want to watch them do their thing, and and I can't tell you why these. I mean, obviously, there's good players, and obviously, they're they're the games have been pretty well played, but there's other well played games in April and May that's kind of like, eh, like look, the Dodgers and Reds could mm-hmm. play a game tonight. Mm-hmm. That could be a, a a six to five game with sure. the Dodgers walking it off in the ninth inning. And it'll be fun. It ain't going to feel like what we saw last night. So this is uh, this is simple, right? We know why. We know why because there's personalities and there's storylines. And really in the world of sports, what makes things uh, extremely entertaining is when you have storylines to work with, when you have players that you can talk about, when you have some chirping, when you have people that can actually back up the smack that they're talking. All that stuff is incredibly important to sports. And unfortunately, a lot of sports have... They don't allow it. Like Michael always complains during a game because they're so quick to throw out technicals or they're so right. quick to listen. Nobody's saying you got to go and nobody's asking for a brawl on the court. But hey, it's okay. Let them have some storylines. It's okay in a post game show for somebody to say, "Yeah, I didn't like the way this player did this or that player did that." It adds storylines, and isn't that really kind of the foundation of how you're going to get people interested in your sport or in your whatever it is? I mean, in in any type of medium. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, I kind of want to throw this out to the, the listeners, too. So if you want to call us, 877-710-ESPN. Give out yourself. 877-710-ESPN. You can send Slee a tweet, at Alan Slee. You can send me a tweet, at Travis Rogers. So you can interact with us in all those ways. But here, here's the question, because I am so happy that, that this has finally happened. I've been hoping that this would happen for the better part of 20 years. And it was slow, but I think yesterday was finally the first time you said, you know what, I think we've turned the corner. And here's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer is striking guys out and Conor McGregor strut walking off the field. Yep. And no one really is upset about it. Fernando Tatis is hitting home runs off Clayton Kershaw left and right. He's taking Trevor Bauer deep left and right. He's taking Dustin May deep, and he's doing a little stutter step coming into third base. Mm-hmm. He's covering one eye. He's, he's, he's strutting across home plate. Mm-hmm. He's doing the whole thing. And instead of that turning into a beanball war where Mookie Betts has to fear for his life, where Fernando Tatis Jr. has to worry about getting a fastball in the neck, everybody's just pumped up and having a great time. That's how it's supposed to go. There's no red ass out on the field like Madison Bumgarner who's out there going, well, you know, when back in my day we just put our head down and run around the bases and this is baseball and we don't show no emotion around here no more, no how. 
That's just so stupid. Hmm. Why? Why? Why can't Trevor Bauer, when he strikes out Fernando Tatis Jr., put his chest out a little bit? What's wrong with that? Why can't Fernando Tatis take him deep again mm-hmm. and do a little strut across home plate? What's wrong? Nobody died. Nothing bad happened. It was great baseball. Both sides loving it. I like it when there's chirping. We'll, we'll get to the sign-stealing stuff. That's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But just the, the 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 swag, it's so much fun, Slee, and I'm so glad that it didn't turn into a war of guys throwing at each other and getting guys thrown out. I think we've finally gotten to the point where we just realized, you know what, this is fine. If you want to be a stiff like Mike Trout and put your head around and run around the bases, that's fine. That's Mike Trout's personality. If he... Connor McGregor strutted. We'd be like, dude, what are you doing? That's not you. But when these guys do it, it's authentic and it's awesome. Did you hear? Um, I'm sure you got a chance to hear this. You heard Tra- uh, Trevor Bauer. You heard kind of his breakdown on YouTube, literally breaking down Tatis, uh, yeah. his two home runs, and his celebration. Okay. And I, I think this has been a lot of the conversation today is people kind of reacting to um, Trevor Bauer encouraging it. Bauer basically saying in a nutshell, if I'm allowed to strike you out and pump my fist, that I just did something great. We see it. Yesterday, Dustin May, you saw him uh, on a strikeout. And I'm not saying he's showboating at the Padres. No, he's not. He's excited in that moment, in that situation, but that even predicament. But was, who cares? But, but just let's just say baby steps here because baseball definitely needs baby steps. Trevor Bauer breaks down Tatis's home runs and what he was doing and how he did it. And he actually, it was pretty comical. And I I don't know if I've really seen that side of Trevor Bauer because maybe I'm not following Trevor Bauer all the time, but I watched that full, maybe 20-minute video he had on YouTube because I thought it was so fascinating. Here's a pitcher saying, I like that you did that. Here's a pitcher saying, if you're going to hit a bomb off of me, Sounds good. You can let everybody know you hit it off of me. And he also mentioned that Tatis was looking at his dugout, not looking at the Dodgers dugout, rubbing it in or something along those lines. So I say that because all I've heard today is everybody's reaction is how much they like what Bauer did, Mm -hmm. what he said, how much they like Tatis' swag and all that stuff. But I feel like, Trav, as much as we're all having that conversation – what happens behind the scenes in baseball? Because I don't think everything's going to start changing tomorrow and everybody's now going to be doing celebrations on their way to home plate. Well, I, I, it's not going to change tomorrow, but it's been slowly changing, and I think that this is kind of the, the turning point, right? That Go back to five, six, seven years ago when Puig showed up, right? And Puig would do some stuff, and Madison Bumgarner would get very upset. And when Max Muncie hit the ball into the bay, he's saying, you know, and, and, and Bumgarner's yelling at him as he's running around the bases. And Muncie looked at him and go, dude, go get the ball out of the ocean. Like, we, we've taken these little baby steps towards this to where now it's happening, and everybody just goes, all right, man, cool, let's go. Next guy up, and, and if I get you out, I'm going to thump my chest. It's fine. But, but, and, but, and I really think the, the old heads, for mm-hmm. instance, like the Tony LaRue, I guarantee you Tony LaRusa is grinding his course. teeth down. Yeah, to yeah he's going to hallucinate. He's going to hallucinate. Yeah. He, he's, he's watching this, you know, because he's one of those old school I got the red ass manager guys. I, I got the solution. It, hit me. Let me tell you what the solution is. Tony LaRusso is not going to change. That's it. Bumgarner is not going to change. They're not. They've proven they're not. What has to happen, Trav, is those players need to start running their mouth towards those guys and say, this is what's wrong with baseball. Bumgarner, you are – nobody wants to watch. And, and the reason why I mention they, it is because unless they're called out, 
you're going to still have guys that are going to be that, but you're not going to change everybody. Well, and, and the biggest thing, the biggest reason it's changed, you're not going to change Tony LaRusso. I mean, Tony LaRusso, <laughs> Tony LaRusso keeps making the same mistakes over and over again, both on and off the field. So Tony LaRusso is not a guy that's a real quick study, mm-hmm. okay? But Tony LaRusso is 148 years old. He's not going to be around baseball for a whole hell of a lot more time. But you look at the other managers that are around there. Dave Roberts is a pretty young guy. Jace Tingler in the Padre, sure. man, uh, in the Padre dugout is mm-hmm. a pretty young guy. I'm looking at this game right now with the Dodgers and the Reds. David Bell is the manager of the Reds. He's a, Look around. There's not a ton of old dudes in this anymore. These are other guys that have been around players. But do you think they all feel the same way? I don't think they all do, but I think more do now than ever before. Mm-hmm. So instead, maybe you had you know 30 teams, you had 30 managers that hated it, so they'd shut it down right away. Joe Torre wasn't going to let these guys do that. Mm-hmm. Larry Bowe wasn't going to let these guys do that. And now, instead of having 30 to zero, it's maybe 15 to 15. And 10 years from now, it's going to be 25 to five in the other direction. And it's just slowly getting to that point. Because first of all, if Fernando Tatis wants to strut, and you're the Padre manager, you're going to tell him to stop? Hell no. Well, remember you know, that. Do, do by, by the way, remember last year when he hit. Remember the rule of uh, hitting a grand slam or swinging at a three zero. Right, remember where that became a, a. Yeah. Remember his manager was not happy uh, that he did that, and that, that. And then he backed up fast after he said it, though. Well, it was a stupid comment. Of course, I mean, it was. And, and you know, we've seen this happen. I'm going to use yet. Okay, I, I don't want to get too far off, but yesterday, just an example. Dodgers were up seven one. Padres yeah. came back and won the game. What do you want the Dodgers to do in any of these predicaments situation? You bury a freaking team. I don't care. Go get the guy out. It's not It's not that team's problem that you're not getting outs or somebody's swinging at a 3-0 pitch. But let me, let me go away from that for a quick second. I, I would say this. When it comes to I'm – not, I'm not somebody that watches the sport and I'm looking for someone to run their mouth. I'm not. I, it's not like that's do or die to me. Mm-hmm. But if things happen in the flow of a game, if a player – is as bad as Tatis Jr. is. I mean, Trav, it's amazing. Just this dude's ridiculous, right? He's and sunk, yeah. and and what he's doing is we're having a conversation right now. Our first segment is all about baseball, and we're not talking about just exit. You got a lot more people interested in your sport. If baseball does not adjust to this, what an opportunity! Just look at national news today. Everybody's been talking about the Padres and the Dodgers. Not all of it was on the field. Here's what happened today, too. On the we gave away video games during Keyshawn, uh, Jay, Will, and Zubin this morning. Guess who's on the cover of the video game? Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Guess who was the guest on the six o'clock Eastern Sports Center tonight? Tatis. Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you said, Stephen A. and Max had a conversation about this. Key on his national show had a conversation about this. This is a national story, and it's because Tatis is different. And that's going back to what you said a second ago about Tinkler when he said, yeah, I wish he wouldn't have done that. Somebody, I don't know if it's the ownership of Padres or he just had <laughs> a Tiffany shut at night. the hell up. <laughs> Here's the conversation. Um, hey, uh, Jace? Yeah, what's up? Um, he's a lot more important than you. You need to shut up. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay, cool, got it. That's what happened because if all Fernando and Tatis has to do is tell at, the general if, manager if you remember hey, Trav, if you looked at his face in the uh yeah. uh in the dugout he looked like stunned and i'm talking about uh Tatis like what the hell do you guys want me to do exactly cuz it's <laughs> stupid and 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 somebody said to him um Jace all it takes is for Fernando to get the qu- hey what do you think about Jace and if he goes he's all right guess who's losing their job the next day not Tatis it ain't Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr 
Okay? And so Tingler figured that out pretty quickly, and he fixed it, mm-hmm. and good for him. All right, we'll take some of these calls, 877-710-ESPN. We'll talk more about this. We'll talk a little bit about that Laker game tonight. Lakers finally snapped that little uh, three-game skid. And I, I got close... to get your opinion on the uh, the Bauer and the if that's uh, some, some stealing there going on from Tatis. I want to see it from a baseball perspective because you definitely are the baseball guy. For sure. We're going to do all that. That's coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm sure at some point that's going to not make me smile Uh and not make me chuckle a little bit, but uh, April 26th is not today. It's still still work today. Key, it's Sliwa. Sleep. That's simple. Sleep. Sleep. Huh? Huh? <laughs> it's just so good. I'm gonna keep playing it till it's not. Keep playing anymore. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It's keep you it got coming. a ways to go. You got a ways to go. All right. You know, Are we getting gonna... into the Wendell Carter Jr. stat line or no? Uh, next. That's okay. coming up. I, I, what Eight. I need to see. I want to wait for the top of the hour because I know that we're gonna have our largest audience because we're gonna tease the Wendell Carter Jr. stat line. Full and... Orlando Magic box score <laughs> eight to nine. Don't so, miss it. I, I worked at a different station a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. That was affiliated with the team, like you know, seven ten is with the Lakers yeah. and, and LAFC and the Rams and that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, obviously, like all these days, you know, you want to drive the the product, right? And so, I remember when I was interviewing for the job, they said, you know, well, how much are you going to talk about Team X, their team? And I said, well, you know, a lot, obviously, but you know, what I just need to understand is if they if they play a game on a Wednesday night and there's not one interesting things that happen, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it on the next day, right? And they really weren't feeling that at all. They wanted you to talk about it the whole next day. They wanted to go over that the whole next. It's day. too much. There's got to be a balance here. There, well, no, no one cares about. Yeah. Let's just make this up. Let's just say it was a. Uh, a Twins and Royals game, and yep. I was working for the Royals, mm-hmm. right? That uh, if the Twins and the Royals play, and it's nine to one, and the ball never leaves the infield, what would you like me to talk about? Start with uh, the first inning. How would you like to get into that? Start with the first inning and just kind of work your way down. Yeah, <laughs> <It sounds laughs> just go pitch selection. Let's <laughs> talk about the rap soto and the spin rate on some of this. How stuff. in the fourth inning are you throwing <laughs> a curveball? Look, look, that, that's the thing. Like, in football, we can go round and round on play selection, right? Oh, they should have run the ball. Or why don't mm-hmm. they give the ball to this guy more? Why don't they do this? Or why don't they blitz? And Trav, the 16 games? Jeez. Oh, my that goodness. Perfect? Is that, I mean, if, if there's one sport, you know, we got to get into this a little bit later. I'd be curious to get Laker fans' thoughts on, you know, how so much we talk about the regular season and, hey, we'll just wait till the playoffs. Hey, just, just wait until the playoffs come. And you see that with Brooklyn and everything else. I think that's a fair conversation, how much – People are watching every single game, knowing you're so stacked, and that playoffs is really all that matters. Yeah, the the, the NBA is fascinating in that regard because the playoffs in the NBA are great. Mm-hmm. It's a great product, right? The games are really tight, and they're fun to watch. And the offseason in the NBA is really, really fun, right? The player movements, especially now where you're getting these super teams built every year or so, it's fun to see who's going to go where. A random 
Tuesday night in the NBA, unless the, it's the Lakers playing the 76ers or the Lakers playing the Clippers or something, the, you know, the Warriors when they were pretty good and they were playing LeBron, sure. But they've got a bunch of games that are just kind of there. Well, I think you also got, I mean, think about the way organizations have kind of run the, well, we're going to let this player sit, we're going to let that player sit. A lot of key players don't play in a lot of these big games anymore. You know, I'm not saying it happens every single night, but Trav, there's enough of it that happens where, um, and I'm, I'm not talking about an injury, somebody who's injured is injured. You know, AD and LeBron James have obviously been out for a reason, they've been injured. LeBron hadn't missed a game before his injury up until the final game before the All-Star break. He had played every single game, so mm-hmm. that's not a good example. There are a lot of other players that get the rest, the load management. So you see certain teams kind of strategically say, we know this season is a grind. We know every regular season game doesn't count. All we care is our guys are ready for the playoffs. All right, let's take our first phone call of the night, 877-710-ESPN. Who else, Lee? Who else is it going to be other than our pal Manuel in Gardena? What's up, Manuel? Hey, fellas, that was for you. First off, the national West Coast liaison, my man, Sweet Tease. Trav doing also some work. Also known as All Night Allen, broadcasting as the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers. How the hell are you, my man? You know, uh, it's good, and I like I like that you started Manuel. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Trav, the last couple shows, since he started doing that national show, he filled in twice. I mean, his... Let's just say he's not the same Trav as we knew him before. Uh, no, he's... no. He's now the National West Coast Liaison. Uh, thank you, Manuel. That, thank you for the, the respect that I very clearly have earned. He already told me, by oh, the way, yeah. Manuel, he already told me, he said that uh, if that becomes like a gig, you know how quick he's going to forget me? Like I, I don't. It's not even worth the conversation Here, how quick. Here's the rub, though, Slee. You know, I don't think you need to worry. <laughs> he's going to be big time in you yeah. like nobody's No, no question think, about it. But, hey, I think I'm okay. I feel... I feel like there was a death in the family, fellas. Mm-hmm. There are only two hot dogs that your boy Manuel will eat, and that's Farmer John or Oscar Myers. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard, but Farmer John is not going to be making the Dodger dogs no more. To me, that's a travesty, that's man. And news. the only way they can write that is if Oscar Meyer takes over. Because I don't need a Hoffie. I don't need any beef culture dog. No, I that, want hold, my hold, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, dogs. but let's not sleep on those Hebrew nationals. Oh, those, those are, are good, good dogs. dogs. No, those aren't bad dogs. Those are good dogs. If you haven't had any, okay. uh, Manuel, well, Manuel if you have haven't to. had any, grab, a, <laughs> grab an eight-pack on your way home. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I may, okay. but... I want to give the proper respect because those Dodger Dodger dogs, man, in my opinion, are second to none. That is the go-to hot dog. And uh, as far as uh, barbecue talk from earlier, you guys got to check out a place in Compton. It's called JB's. It's been on Guy Fieri's show. I mean, that's straight old-school barbecue. I only do it like once a month, maybe once every few months. But, hey, the ribs are second to none, fellas. Make a trip. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Manuel, Thanks, appreciate Manuel. it. Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, the Dodger Chad, what dog do you think I just wrote down? JB's in, in Compton. Yeah, you bet, yeah, your, yeah, <laughs> you bet you know, I just funny. wrote that down. When, when, when Manuel said that, I've seen that uh, episode of Guy Fieri. Mm. I, I've seen it. And it's I've seen that food that's coming out of there. The place looks legit. All right, I'm in. I'm in on um, that. The Dodger dog thing is going to be a thing. Right? I mean, f- as long as I can remember. It's not small news. I remember Vin Scully mm-hmm. on Dodger games. 
we're talking about a Dodger dog from Farmer John. Mm. The easternmost in quality, westernmost in flavor. It is burned into my brain. I've heard it mm. thousands of times over the decades I've been listening to Dodger baseball. And when I heard that, it's like – I. Look, I, I haven't been to Dodger Stadium yet this year. Nobody was at Dodger Stadium last year. So I haven't had a Dodger dog in going on two years now, mm-hmm. right? So, But I haven't had the new one, so I can't speak to it. But that's a bold swing to mess with the Dodger dog. I think they said they've been making them since 1968 at Dodger Stadium. Before that, somebody else was doing it. But Farmer John's had that deal for a long time. Well, I would, listen, I was at the uh, the first – Dodger dogs hold at sixty eight. I was uh, I well, my way. Yeah, I was I, I was actually covering the game. I was actually it was my day off, so I was just enjoying the game. Uh, Trav, did they say who's gonna who's making them now? They have not. They said that they're gonna release who who it is later, but they have not made that uh, announcement. You remember, Sleep? You remember this? I don't. It gosh, time all kind of runs together at this point. It maybe it was ten years ago. Might maybe it was five. Maybe it was fifteen. Okay. It, it's been a while ago. They stopped grilling the Dodger dogs, right? They had them steamed. That's right. And Dodger fans raised hell. They're like, wait, no, 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 no. Dodger dogs are grilled. Mm -hmm. And then they had the different stands around the stadium that Dodger dogs grilled here. Mm -hmm. And then you had to go find the grill don't ones. sleep on the steam ones those, those no, are no, good. no no see if you're the, see this is they're, they're not bad they, they, listen they're, if, they if you're gonna have bad. one or the other you're no. obviously gonna have grilled but don't make it sound like it's it's I the worst need dog the little black little marks on the dog i get it, it i get that grill. I, that's part of the experience so if they're like i would imagine they did some market research on this because if you're gonna mess with the iconic dodger dog you better have figured something out yeah, there's there better be a uh, a game plan here, and if it's listen, I I don't know the details. I don't know if this is just a, a sponsorship thing or whatever the case is, but there's certain deals, kind of kind of make sense to not not screw those things up. So if this could easily be one of those things where when we do find out who's making the dogs, there's a lot of criticism that goes towards it. You know, it, it really could, and sure, and it I'm I'm saying that it could even be negative for the company who's making the dogs because you're following up. It's 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 the equivalent of Who's going to take over for Belichick? You know, right. it's like you're you're taking over. Who's the next coach after Phil Jackson? That's not exactly the greatest spot to be in. No, you don't you don't want that for sure. All right, uh, very quickly before we do this, I'm going to hit you. I'm put you on the spot a little mm-hmm. bit here, and there is a wrong answer. So, okay, be careful. Mm-hmm. You, what's on your Dodger dog? I, I think. Look, okay, wait. Let, let me just say this. I already <laughs> See, know what's on yours. I, I already know what's on yours. Yeah. Okay. What do you think's on mine? I'll tell you. Uh, it's, 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 you're going to do mustard and some yes. onions. And one other thing. Jalapenos? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do the exact same thing you did. I'm going to put a little ketchup, too. Uh, throw a little ketchup I on there. I knew it. I knew it. I would have bet my car that ketchup. you were a ketchup, ketchup. on a hot dog Is it guy. Is not too much? But just a little bit. Just a little uh, bit on there. Any ketchup. Put the ketchup over there for the fries. You can put the ketchup on your hamburger or whatever my, you my want. Fa- my favorite, favorite was Marcellus used to put uh, ketchup on his, on his tacos. tacos. On his tacos. Yeah, and he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Marcellus, come on, man. He, I remember all these uh, calls he take or Twitter. He's like, of course I – what do you mean I don't put ketchup on my <laughs> – yeah, what's I more did. Mexican than tacos and ketchup? <laughs> well, anything. Yeah. Tacos yeah, without no ketchup question. are no more, question about it. <laughs> more along the way. All right, let's talk about Trevor Bauer and whether or not Tatis was peeking in on him. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's inevitable that this show works its way back to hot dogs on a fairly regular basis. Wendell Carter Jr., uh, 12 <laughs> points off the season. Average eight rebounds and two assists. <laughs> when you, I keep when pushing you Wendell. I keep today, pushing Wendell Carter. I'm going to give you a little background. So Slee shoots me a text. So what was it, maybe halfway through the first quarter, Slee? Yes. Of the game, maybe second quarter. And it says, I think we should spend the first three <laughs> seconds of the show talking Wendell Carter Jr. And I literally had to go and look at it because I was flipping around on channels. I had to go back. I'm like, is he is he like no, and then I am like okay he's 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 kidding because for half a second I'm like wait did I miss something like did he break his leg or did he score a hundred points like what what did I miss uh you didn't miss anything I you didn't miss not. anything this was I, this was one of those games by the way Wednesday's game should be fun Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook that should be you know Wizards certainly more exciting yeah they they Wizards lost are... tonight but they've won ten of twelve yeah they were playing really good. Um, let's see. John of Fullerton says, uh, adults that common, that regularly consume ketchup liked steamed hot dogs. So you're on brand there, Slee. Uh, G fish 21 farmer. John is out of the appetizer business. Hmm. Well, no, they're still making dogs. G fish. They're the Dodgers are just not selling them. Yeah, they're anymore. doing clothing now. They're, yeah. they're moving from no more hot dogs. They're doing just specifically vests. All right, and then uh, Dean writes, I like how last night the Dodger bullpen proved that Kenley's not the only guy that can blow a lead late in the game, Give da- gives Dave Roberts some options. Yeah, well, look, th- this is another thing that we'll get to at some point about the options or lack thereof that the Dodgers have at the back end because Kenley pitched the day before, so therefore he was unavailable, which is not totally unprecedented. You will hear that occasionally um, from starters. but Is it because he had four outs or whatever? He- yeah, yeah. but Is it that big of a he- deal? Yeah, it, it is if you do it a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's not if – look, Kenley Jansen's pitching like one and a half times a week. That's not a lot, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. That, that if, if, you, if you have a guy that you can only use one and a half times a week, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's no good. All right, so I want to I play something real quick. I want to play – this is Dave Roberts, and he was asked about um, the video and the story about Fernando Tatis Jr. taking a peek at Will Smith as Trevor Bauer is on the rubber – Looking in for his signs, Trevor, or I should say, Will Smith is putting down the fingers, and then Tatis kind of takes a look down, either trying to see what fingers are going down for the pitches or trying to discern location. Here's Dave Roberts. I, I will look into that. Um, I would like to think that Trevor uh, comment on something that, you know, he saw. And um, so I got to look at it, so I, I don't like to speak uh, without knowing. But, you know, when you talk about, peaking um that's that's uh just not the way um you play baseball so i I don't know i haven't really vetted it or seen it i have a tremendous amount of respect for fernando as a ball player uh, the way he plays the game but you know if that is the case which i don't know um that'll be noted okay so that will be noted is a little ominous um and let's get into this here sleep because I think there are two different things here. There's the strutting and the sword swinging and the covering one eye, and that's kind of fun. And then there is gaining a competitive advantage doing something you're not supposed to be doing. So do me a favor. I want you – you saw the video. You've heard Bauer talk about it. You've heard Dave Roberts. I heard Tatis talk about it today too. Okay, give me your what, – what happened? What is Is this something that you think 
uh, I don't know if common is the right word, but describe what, what you saw. All right. So, well, very shortly and, and, and simply, he got caught peeking. Okay. Now, I don't think he peeked and saw anything terribly useful. Because Probably can't see the sign, but he, you, you the setup. From the time he peeked, Will Smith had stopped flashing his fingers, right? So he didn't know, but what he might have been able to see was him moving to the outside part of the plate. So sure. now he knows there's something away, he can extend his arms. Um, that's not cool, okay? You, that, that is not acceptable. That is a competitive advantage. There, there's a reason you don't see it very often because the way you stop it is you throw at somebody. And the last thing Fernando Tatis wants is a guy like Trevor Bauer who throws as hard as he does, or Dustin May who throws as hard as he does, putting one between the two and the three in his back and having him go on the, the IL for a little bit. Okay, and Because that's really the only way he can stop it. If you're going to do that, I can stop you from doing it, and here's mm-hmm. how. Pop. Mm-hmm. That being said, Fernando Tatis Jr. did not hit five home runs this weekend because he was peaking. He hit five home that's runs this That's why it's so weekend. weird. He hit five run home runs this weekend because he's that good. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was maybe one of those things. He maybe saw something out of a corner of an eye, took a quick little peek. I don't think he's a cheater. I don't think that he's a serious – because, look, if this was something he does a lot, there would be endless every – at, every at-bat, every game is on video. You would see it over and over and over again. It's the first time I've ever seen him doing it. He did it. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely did it, but I don't think he had a competitive advantage on that pitch. I think that he got called out on it. it means he won't do it anymore, and it had nothing to do with the fact that he hit five home runs in three games. Yeah, that's why I was curious about your opinion because I, I don't – we don't see it often in baseball, period. Like, it's not like there's – at least they're not showing it, right? Like, it's not like there's, they you know, you're showing Tatis happen. Jr. do this on Bauer, and then I saw eight more videos of Tatis doing it or other players that have been doing it. So that's why I was kind of like, man, this is this is random. This is not normal from, you know, what we've been watching with Tatis or really right. watching in baseball. It, you don't see it because the, the way you stop it is painful. It, it, it's the same thing why guys in hockey don't hit each other with their sticks. Because if you do, somebody's going to come over and cave your face in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, we're going to deter each other with violence. Mm-hmm. That if you hit me in the face with your stick, my goon is going to go beat up your best player. How much and is, that's how we avoid it. How much is that on the catcher, too? Not, not really. Where, where it can be on the catcher, if the catcher's, this is going to be a little uh, And I'm nerdy. asking the question because I've heard it on that side, too, that needs to be also the catcher's responsibility. The, the How much of that is on the catcher? responsibility is to make sure that he can't get his signs picked from either the first base or the third base coach. Mm-hmm. If his legs are too far apart and the third base or first base coach can see in there and see what fingers are going down, that's the catcher's fault. But if I'm standing in the batter's box and I just look down, there's no way to cover that up. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to do it. So I, 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 think it's a whole, I think it's a big nothing ball. I don't think it turns into anything. And Fernando Tatis did it. Didn't it? I don't think it helped him, and I don't think you're going to see him do it anymore because now people will be looking for it. Well, I, I think um, it's kind of funny. I, I think walking away from that weekend, that unfortunately was one of the storylines, but if it has to get thrown out there because you know you, you don't want it obviously to be consistent, and like you said, baseball will take care of it. This is one of the things that baseball does. They police themselves or whatever the case is, but a lot of times they do it for stupid things. This is not a stupid thing. This is somebody that will give an advantage towards somebody else rather than hey, I just hit a home run and I flipped my bat and I'm trotting right. and I'm not going the speed around the bases that you prefer. 
this is this is not what Bill Plasky tried to imply that this was the Astros all over again. And and Wait, I like Bill. And I'm with guy. you way too way too that, far on that. That, that one. was such a reach. I can't even tell you. That was such a reach. I just I mean, that was a systemic plan to use technology to decipher codes to relay it via buzzer to Jose Altuve's chest. That's not. I'm going to take a quick peek between Will Smith's legs. By the way, there's a million miles. By the way, you had mentioned something. I think I can't remember. It was two weeks ago, whatever the case is. Watching all the games this weekend, uh, Padres and the Dodgers. You're 100 percent right on the uh, no need for umpires behind the plate. No need, literally no need. Not there's on balls absolutely, and strikes. That, and that's what I'm talking about for yeah. balls and strikes. There's literally no need for an umpire ball strike. There were so many pitches, so inconsistent all weekend long. Where I'm like, wait a minute. I just saw that last thing. That was a ball. Now yep. it's a strike. That's one way up, and you're calling it a strike. I mean, it, it feels like it happens every inning. It feels so antiquated, doesn't it? And it's unnecessary. Yeah, I Are totally you, do you agree. watch tennis at all? Yeah, you it, know it's tennis. The has... best replay in the world. Okay, and by the way, fans get excited. They start clapping. I mean, they're good. They're good. <laughs> They're getting all into it, and then yeah. all of a sudden the shadow comes, and you're like, oh, it's just off. And it's like, oh, it was on the line. Okay, in. Let's go. Let's keep it, it moving. Nobody's that's mad it. at each other. There's nobody, no. You can't argue. Who are you going to argue with? Yeah. The, what, what's it called? It's not Cyclops. Is it Cyclops? Maybe it is Cyclops. I don't think it's called Cyclops. It's some, something like that. All right, let's try another phone call here. Let's go. Hector this time. Hector, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Hector? Boys, how are you guys? And first of all, let me just – let me just address all the L.A. hunks. Tranquilo, mijos. Relax. <laughs> and enjoy Fernando Mania. First of all, I'm just kidding about that. Fernando Mania is only for my boy. Yeah, Fernando right. V, I know. I love that guy. Trust me. He got me into baseball. So, respect to my boy. But how amazing it has to be to witness the show that my Padres are putting day in and day out. I can talk about a bunch of things, but I'm actually going to address two things. And the first is, the way Bauer dealt with that show that Tatis put on at Tatis Ravine, it was perfect. Honestly, like <laughs> it was beautiful. It was. And, it literally. It honestly, literally was perfect. I look. I will look at Trevor Bauer completely different after the way he talked about what I think is so progressive for baseball and has us talking. How many? How long have we spent today? And how much this entire? You know, obviously this entire right. day the reaction about that. But keep going, Hector. No, no, I agree. And honestly, Slee, to your point. I hated Bauer, but I after this, I respect him. And honestly, I even subscribed to his YouTube channel. I, I'm a fan. I respect the guy because he actually dealt with it the right way. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we have a lot of people, a lot of a lot of old school guys that they don't they don't understand. Like this is really good for the, for baseball, not just for my Padres, but this is good for the baseball game. There's a lot of great skill on the field, but the storylines behind it. It just it, honestly, we need to get rid of the old school dumb code enforcers like Dave yes. Roberts and Plasky that are they're idiots. They don't understand that this is actually growing the game. I look forward not just because my Padres are playing, but I look forward to all these stories. And not just because I'm a baseball a baseball fan, but this is good for a new generation. And and using social media like these guys going back and forth, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We should be used. These are the great things social media's were built for. And honestly, boys. I hate cancel culture, but let's hope CNN gets uh, Plasky and let's get him canceled soon. And I feel like <laughs> I my think, calls are... <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, Hector. That Look, there, there's a lot of things in there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate and, you calling like, in. By yeah, the way, so, I, I'm, I, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Bill Plasky. I am. I, I Over too, the years, I, look, I've had him on Lakers Talk all the time. I'm a fan of his, but I think what you were referencing, there's... To, there's no comparison. Right? I, I've no... known Bill for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've 
we've I, I like him a lot. He's just he's wrong about that. That's just not the way that that was done. There there's there is baseball gamesmanship where you take a risk and maybe you get a fastball as a punishment, and then there is systemic cheating, which is what the Astros did. First of all, Hector, I heard your little Tatis Ravine thing there. Don't <laughs> think that that went unnoticed. I did not I did not uh, miss that. Uh, look, you knew Hector was going to call. As the resident Padre fan of this show, he was going to come in and do his victory lap. Here's the one thing we haven't talked about, Slee. Yeah, what do you got? While the Padres were great this weekend, mm-hmm. took three or four up, taking nothing away from them. They outplayed the Dodgers this weekend without a doubt. It means jack squat. Yeah, well, also, it Trav, was fun, but it's not meaningful. Trav, it's also, you know, it's one of those things that's much more important for the Padres than it is for the Dodgers. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of these games, yesterday's game could have easily obviously gone to the Dodgers. A lot of these games have been close. So grabbing three of four is much more important to the Padres than it is to the Dodgers. Like you said, at the end of the day, really, what does it mean? Um, Dodgers are beating up on every other team. The Padres are just a couple games over 500. So really, if they want to make some noise, they got to go beat some of these other teams. And it has to go down to the wire. Look, if that series was like that and it was September 26th, sure. not April 26th, totally different dynamic. Totally different dynamic. But I kind of, I kind of like that they don't play each other for another. I want to say month and a half, maybe not even until two June, months. Yeah, which is good. Like it's like we saw so much of them. Let these teams now distance themselves. We'll get a month and a half, two months out, and then they'll play each other again. Yeah, he, Hector also said something. You know, we need to get rid of these old school guys uh, like Dave Roberts. I don't think Dave Rod. Dave Roberts is kind of that guy that's got a foot in both camps. Dave Roberts is from the generation where that stuff was not tolerated. Right mm-hmm. when he was a player for the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Padres and and all of his time, he came up through that system where you know you did something, you put your head down, you ran into the dugout, and you high fived your teammates and you sat there quietly and didn't make too much noise because that was a code violation or whatever the stupid terminology was. But he's also a pretty modern guy when it comes to analytics, when it comes with player relationships, when it comes to communication. And he realizes that Fernando Tatis doing what he does, Trevor Bauer doing what he does, that's good. Like like Hector said, that's good for baseball. I keep keep hearing this, Trav. I keep hearing this from everybody. Everybody keeps saying it's good for baseball. I guess my question is, who doesn't like it? Because if old, there there has to be guys. there has to be a lot of people that also don't like it, and they must have their reasoning as well. And you could feel free. By the way, you don't have to agree with us. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you take it the other way and you say no, I don't want the sport going in that direction. I'd rather have people just come to work, uh, do what they do, and not show off or show any or show any show up another player, another mm-hmm. team, and round the bases and call it a day. I, I listen. I'm not here telling you that I'm a huge fan of. Let, let me give you as an example, and I don't know if this is a good comp or not. Um, in the NBA, if a player dunks on another guy and let's say flexes on him, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of does his flex like you just got dunked on. So if that happens in baseball, it's almost the equivalent of, okay, well, then that player is going to throw a 90-mile-per-hour, 95-mile-per-hour fastball, hit him in the back. So is the equivalent in the NBA, if that happens, a dude just punching the guy that just showed his muscles? Kind of, yeah. How's that okay in baseball? It's not. That that's the whole point. It's just that we had a hundred years of that where it was. <laughs> it's 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 the same thing in hockey, think right? Think about where, that if that happened in the NBA, right? If you if you get your stick up, mm-hmm. and the punishment isn't oh, okay, two minutes in the penalty box. It's oh, well, now our our guy is going to come out here and pound you. And it, and and under any normal circumstance, you'd be like. What in the world? Like if you if you bunted uh, to break up a no hitter, it's like okay, now we're gonna fist fight at first base. It's like what? 
But in hockey, it's just kind of, well, that's the way we do it. Jesus. It's just, it's, there are different rules. But I think baseball has finally started. Because here, here's, here's my thing, Sleep. Mm-hmm. Because you ask who's offended by this stuff, right? And I'll be perfectly honest. My people. Mm-hmm. Middle-aged, white You're Dominican, right? <laughs> yeah. Middle-aged, white baseball fans who want to see everybody play the game like Mike Trout, who's a great player, who doesn't say two words, who just goes out there and plays and then comes off the field and you never hear a peep about it. And if that's what you like, that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with liking Fernando Tatis Jr. or liking Trevor Bauer or liking Mookie Betts or any of these other guys that play with a great emotion that will strut a little bit, that will thump their chest. And if you don't like it, that's fine too. But it doesn't ruin baseball. I've never understood that. Why, Why would somebody who doesn't like the stuff, right, why would you watch a game like yesterday's game with Fernando Tatis and be turned off by that. What 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 part of that is not fun? I don't understand. Plus, he backs it up. That's I think a big part to do it as well. You got some people who run their mouth. I mean, let me, let me give you a good example. Tonight, uh, Montrez Harrell was fantastic for the Lakers. Right, came off the bench, looked like the Montrez back in March. He's you know he's doing the uh, he'll he'll dunk. I forget who he dunked on. Grabbed a rebound and dunked and started yelling and and you know just up into the air. Right, I, I love it. You know because. I don't like it when it's when Montrez Harrell was on the Clippers, but I like it when he's on the Lakers. Either way, whether it happened, whether he was with the Lakers or not, there's. I remember Montrez Harrell, and I think there's a little bit something to that. Yeah, no, look, it it's generational for for a big part of it. it it's it's gonna it's not going anywhere now because the best players in baseball are guys that are are doing stuff like this for the most part. You know, Bryce Harper has a little swag. Juan Soto has swag. Tatis, for sure. All mm-hmm. of these guys just bring something different to the ballpark that we haven't seen for a long time. If you like the Mike Trout, Albert Pujols style, don't say too much. Just play really well. Okay, cool. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, Slee. Yeah. Did you see Otani tonight? No, I didn't see him tonight. Oh, my. He did it again. He did. He had another, just a, a double that was hit about 150 miles an hour. How big is the guy? Six, six what? He's 6'5". Six, He's 6'5". So here's what he did tonight. Mm-hmm. He added a, a run-scoring double. He he had his first inning on the mound. He pitched tonight too. His his first inning on the mound was 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 rough. It was mm-hmm. not very good. It was he got hit and he walked guys. After that, he how many, was lights well, out. Well, how brilliant. many did how many how many give up in the first? Uh, two. Okay, because we and, saw this. Didn't we see this in his last start where he walked the bases loaded or something along those lines? But then he kept getting out of those innings. Yeah, he well, he's never terribly efficient. So tonight his line was he pitched five innings. He gave up four hits. Uh, he gave up, or excuse me, three hits. He gave up four runs. He, he walked two, but he struck out nine. Okay, and, and, and then at the plate, he was two for three. He scored three runs. He drove in two, and he also had a bunt hit and just showed remarkable speed. He's a freak, and he just doesn't. And he he leads the American League in home runs and pitched tonight. How, Last guy to do that was Babe Ruth. How it Jesus? How is <laughs> Otani not every time he's pitching? And, and you know, obviously he's in the lineup as well. How's that not nationally televised? Maybe it was. Was it? It was not. No, it was locals on channel thirteen. Doesn't that, get, doesn't that have to be nationally televised? No. Can you, you throw it on MLB why? Network? Can't you throw it anywhere? Can you make sure that those games because Otani is this is such a unique predicament and situation, which by the way has global yeah. reach. Yeah. Put those games on national television. If he you're plays not on a team that does not have a 
a, a fan base beyond the people in the area. But that's okay. I mean, look at look at San Diego as an example with the Padres and Tatis. Look at when Kevin Durant was with Oklahoma yeah. City. You could still build around stars. You can. In baseball, it's a little harder. But I, I, I look, I'm with you. I, I, I think you're right. But the Angels for – I mean, Mike Trout's been the best player in baseball for a decade. And if Mike Trout walked into a shopping mall – in Boise, Idaho, I think he goes in there and he goes to hot dog on a stick and gets a lemonade and he walks out and nobody bothers him. Uh, if Kevin Durant walked into that same mall, forget about it. LeBron James, forget about it. Just they just they, he's an angel. It just doesn't hit the same. Out of way. all the places he could have walked into, do you realize what where where you said he walked into? Well, every mall has a hot dog on a stick. By the way, the lemonade and hot dog on a stick is pretty good. Cinnabon or hot dog on a stick is going to be or, one or of those. Or what's two. the Italian play? Esbarro. Right, you got they got a Sabaro. Yeah, and they got the Sabaro, and there's always a Chinese restaurant that's either called the Dragon or the Flower or Listen, something like that. Do you like remember that. in the office um, where uh, Mike Scott goes to New York? Yeah, <laughs> he goes to yeah, yeah. his he favorite. Goes, I got Italian, the most authentic place. place. Oh, you got to see this in Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, so Jeannie Bus put together her list of the five most important Lakers of all time. Slee and I are going to tell you our five most important and Lakers. And I'm ready to tell you my Mexican food story from Friday night. Well, forget the Lakers. We're going Mexican <laughs> food. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Chris and I are intimate with uh, intimately familiar with In-N-Out orders. Would you rather they forget your guac or your salsa? Oh, for me? Oh, no. I, I, the, I, I honestly, without salsa, I'm probably too irate to eat it. I'm going to make sure that I go. I can live without the guacamole. I'd prefer it more often than not, but I can live without it. Because I salsa, drenched my burrito with salsa. I'm like, okay, well, if you guys want to play this game with me, not give me the guac, which should have been in there, I'm putting extra salsa in Look, there. I could fill up a boot with salsa verde, and I'd eat the whole thing. It's just I I can't get enough. Of That's it. it's the right just answer. Fantastic. Just you definitely fantastic. don't take Thank the you, only definitely don't take the uh, that the uh, Hispanic accent from Travis the salsa verde. <laughs> well, I'm not Hispanic. I know, <laughs> what, just, I mean, but it was just it was just fan, it was uh, salsa it was, verde. It was fantastic the way you said that. You know, <laughs> salsa verde. Hey, look, I may not know how to speak the language, but I do know how to order. I do know what to get that, on my food. That part you're not messing around yeah, that, about. That part I know. I may not have the accent in the right parts of the, the right words. Hey, where's the I've salsa verde? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's listen to Jeannie first. She's on the uh, uh, All, All the, the Smoke, Smoke podcast. podcast. And the question was, the top five most important Lakers. Here's Jeannie Buss. Five most important Lakers of Ooh. all time. Oh, no, don't ask me Yes, we're going to put you on, on the spot. spot. Im- important yes. or? Um... Five most important Lakers of all time. Okay, well, then, then I, you know, you have to start with Kareem. Yes. And, you know, Kobe um, and LeBron and, oh, this is hard. Magic. Magic, yes, mm-hmm. of course, magic. Yeah, ma- magic might be number one. 
No, I cream. I don't know. Like they, they like that. It's that's that's it's so hard. You got four, four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and important, important. Phil? Well, does he count as yeah, the Laker? I mean, yeah, okay, absolutely. And Phil. Okay, so her list is. By the way, Kareem, that's that's Kobe. very tough. You know, all-time Lakers, and you're talking about important, and you're not talking about just players. I mean, no, you, we could have fifty different answers. It, there are, a, and this is just a embarrassment of riches that the like you could make three different lists and not duplicate a name. I mean, that's how many great people they've had go through that. Well, what about the Phoenix Suns? You could, uh, Walter Davis, Alvin Adams, um, Kyle Macy, and Dan Marley. Uh, <laughs> Tom See. Chambers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but list. it is it is ridiculous that you can literally list off 30 guys. Yeah. So real quick. So mm-hmm. two things. Number one, the word is most important. important. Not best player, yep. most important. Mm-hmm. And she has Kareem, Kobe, LeBron, Magic, and Phil Jackson. It's really hard to say that any of those are wrong. I would okay. change a couple. You, which would you change? Lee? You go first. So Dr. Jerry Buss has to be in there, period. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Period. I couldn't agree. He's and, on mine, too. And if I'm going to switch out one, I would switch out LeBron because as important, as great as LeBron has kind of brought back the Lakers and everything else, I think this list for me is more – you know, multiple, multiple championships because that's that's what a lot of these players have done. So Kareem is five yeah. championships. Magic's five. The Showtime era in itself is unbelievable. Yeah. Dr. Jerry Buss is on that list. Kobe's on that list. I think that fifth one for me, um, you know, this one was tough. I was talking to Michael about this, and I said that Chick Hearn for me was too. everything. You know, how weird is that? You know, for Lakers basketball, it's like, no, no, if I hear a Chick Hearn call it takes me back to these memories that some players can't even take me back to so i feel like i gotta have chick on that list but how do you what do you do with jerry west you gotta have jerry west on that list Mm -hmm. so i I think chick is a really good choice because look if we were doing this for the dodgers if you don't have vin scully on your list you're wrong i agree with you you know know, i mean that that's not a matter of well you could you couldn't if if we're naming the five most important people in dodger history vin scully's probably number one he, he, as crazy as that might, he's probably number one. I, and you know what the funny thing is? It's not crazy. It, it's yeah. I was be, actually be, more surprised that people wouldn't have him on the Laker list. Chick yeah. Hearn on the Laker <laughs> list. Really? So yeah. no, I'm with you on Chick. I, I don't have a huge problem with that. My I had Jerry Buss in there too. Mine was Kareem, Magic, Kobe for all the obvious reasons, right? Like you said, the Kareem, Magic, Showtime Lakers. Kareem's arguably the greatest player ever, so he's going to be on there. Magic is for me and my generation. The Lakers, mm-hmm. right? That's just when when I think of the Lakers, the first thing that comes into your mind is, cream, is uh, Magic Johnson, and that's championships, and yes. that's that's the you know the key there. And for somebody about twenty years younger than me, everything I just said about Magic, that's Kobe, right? It's just it's just generational. It's how old are you? If you're my age, I'm closing in on fifty. It's Magic. If you're in your twenties, it's Kobe. It's, it's just it's it's a pretty easy thing. And so it comes down to those last couple of guys. I'm with you on Jerry Buss and. I think it needs to be Jerry West because he literally checks every box. I know. He, he he's, the, he's one of the great <laughs> players in the history of the organization. Eight, eight finals appearances for the Lakers, won a championship, right? He's the logo of the damn league. I'm mean, okay. But how about <laughs> how about what I was telling Michael today? I'm like him as an executive is how I think of him, of right? Course. And that's we haven't even got to that part where he's put yeah. together, you know, the he's the one that drafted well, Kobe. He brought over Shaq. I mean, all I mean, it's just the, the reason Shaq and Kobe can be on this list is because Jerry West went and got both those guys. Can't argue that, <laughs> right? So without Jerry West, there is no Shaq and Kobe. 
Kobe is in Charlotte or who knows where, and Shaq maybe stays in Orlando or goes to the Celtics. I don't know where he goes, but maybe he doesn't come to L.A. And, uh, and, and, and let me say this. If you're making a case about Phil, just use as an example, right? Lakers, Kobe and Shaq didn't win a championship until Phil got there. Nope. Phil left. Kobe didn't win a championship without Shaq until Phil came back. So, you know, you can make a case for Phil Jackson yeah. on those five NBA championships. You, you know the only great player in in the history of the Lakers that I think is is a bit premature is LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right? He just hasn't been here long enough. Sure. And, and it has not, it, it's not disrespectful to anything he's accomplished. Let, Let him finish. Let him finish, right? Let him finish. And look, he got here in, what, his 16th year in the league? He'd already put in 15 years other places. Kareem, I know, was somewhere else. Shaq, I know, was somewhere else. But they didn't come here in year 16. They came here in years 5 or 6 or 7. Kareem was here for 14 years. Uh, Right, right. uh, Shaq was here for 8 years. Now, if LeBron wins another one this year. By the way, we we could be sitting here. (laughs) We could have three when it's all said and done. That could happen. Oh, for sure. That conversation then becomes a lot different. Yeah, go ahead and give us a call if you want to. If we, we've left anybody off the list, you like your own list better, 877-710-ESPN. We can get to those as well. Um, who else could be on that list that we haven't talked about? Because D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> D'Angelo Great. Russell for sure. Nick Young. Excellent, excellent point. Lonzo Ball has to be on the list. Um, I, I think Elgin I think Baylor? people – I was just going to say, I think people will make a case for Elgin Baylor. I yeah. think that's, uh, that's definitely a name. Shaq. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a generation of Laker fans that know that that's three championships, three finals, MVPs with Shaquille O'Neal. Those are probably, I mean, those are the those are the names. Um, organization wise, we we went through them because we said Chick, we said Jerry West, we said Dr. Jerry Buss, um, Pat Riley, maybe somebody Riley, would make a case for for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they do that. You know, those hacky sports talk radio shows will do your you know Mount Rushmore of blankety blank. Mm-hmm. The easiest Mount Rushmore in the world is the Mount Rushmore of best NBA coaches. Because if you asked 100 people that actually know the NBA just a little bit, not a ton, just a little bit, and said, give me your four, we'd all write down the same four. Hmm. It's Popovich, it's Riley, it's Jackson, it's Arlbach. That's it. We're Mm -hmm. we're done. There's no other case to be made for anybody else. And that Phil Jackson's on that list, he absolutely should be there. That Pat Riley's on that list, he absolutely should be there. I almost feel like you know with this with these types of conversations they're fun. They got a, it got a lot of run today because that was brought up last week on that podcast. But there's you know Michael's list was different than mine, and and that's Michael's going to have. I was trying to tell Michael. Michael was explaining. And I, I was trying to as best as I can explain to Michael. I'm like, look, you're going to appreciate certain players in your generation better than I could appreciate them because. How am I supposed to truly appreciate, let's say, Jerry West as a player mm-hmm. more than I'm I'm supposed to appreciate LeBron? Like I can't because I didn't see it every single day, or I didn't see I saw Kobe every single day. I didn't see Jerry West every day. You know what you can do? Hmm. You can just do like Key does, and if you didn't see it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that Key does. Like there's a lot of things that Key does that I really really like, okay. but one of my favorite like with like all of a sudden like Wilt Chamberlain's name will get brought up, right? And this is one of the things that Michael told me. It's like whenever the question of most blank in NBA history, the, oh, all, say the answer is always Will Chamberlain. <laughs> okay, it's he's always on those lists. And Keith just I didn't see it. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah, but I didn't see it. So then it doesn't matter. I love it. I absolutely. You know. So here's another way to look at this. Mm-hmm. What are some other teams, Slee, 
that could do this, right? And not necessarily in the NBA, but just across sports that could have a list of top five most important guys. And there's more than five. There's maybe 10 or 12 the way that there are for the Lakers. The Yankees have to be on that list. Yankees, no question about it. Would the Celtics be on that list? For sure. For Look, sure. Look, they'd be on the list, but it's not this long list because all of their success was so long ago. I, it's not as multi-generational, mm-hmm. but it you still you're going to have Paul Pierce on that list. Sure. You're going to have Kevin Garnett on that list. No, actually I don't think you will. No, I don't think you would. You, you got Bird, you've got Pierce, you've got Red no, Arback. I think I think you got Bird, I think Bill you got Russell. Red Arback, I think you got Parrish, I think no. you have Parrish. I think you have yeah, Robert Parrish, of course. No, you haven't even said Bill Russell before you said Robert Parrish. Oh, Bill Russell. Yeah, that's right. Hold up on the uh on the yeah, yeah. But but you're throwing in Paul Pierce there as it's a lock. I I don't think Paul Pierce would be a lock. Robert Parrish was the third best player on that team. Um Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Bird. was the best player. McHale was the second yeah, best but, player. But it's the equivalent but it's the equivalent of saying It's like putting James, James Worthy on Worthy. the Lakers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But they don't have I mean, there's not generational They've won one championship since the 80s. Yeah. You know, that that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're putting Kobe on that list because he won five. We're putting, mm-hmm. we're talking about Phil Jackson because of what he accomplished. And this was all within the last 25 years. There's a lot that the Celtics can't do that. No, no. But, the, but, the, the history of the NBA, if you started writing it in 1980, the Celtics had a nice little 10-year window, and then they're kind of just, you know, they're just a team. Okay, so Yankees, you said. Yankees yeah, would, sure. would be on one of those lists. Yankees, the Dodgers. The Dodgers would be on yeah, there for sure. the Dodgers would be on there Because too. you start thinking about, you know, Vince Scully, Jackie Robinson, um, Fernando Valenzuela, Sandy Koufax, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, you've got guys that are le- not just good players, but legends of the game. Mm-hmm. And you're not even talking about guys that are legends in Dodger history where you're talking about Oral Hershiser or the Kirk Sorda, Gibson. Right. Or, you know, guys that were just in the moment, you had to be a, an, a Dodger fan. But you didn't have to be a Dodger fan to love Fernando Mania. Mm. That was just – that that took over all of baseball for a year. Okay, so so I understand this right. You're back on tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Yes. So you're right back at it tomorrow. Of course. What else am I going to do? I'm doing Lakers talk tomorrow from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Nice. All right, so I'm going to be doing that. Lakers don't have another game until Wednesday. Wednesday. So Lakers will take on Washington. By the way, I know we didn't hit a ton on the Lakers – just get the win they and won. move on. Get the win and move on. I, honestly, Anthony Davis was much better than he was in those first two games. And he made a three see, tonight too. Do you see that video of uh, of LeBron uh, kind of starting to? We're getting there. Yeah, it's like we're getting closer. Better, better. I mean, it's it's. I, I would like to see him sprinting as opposed to lightly jogging, but we're getting much closer. About three weeks so left till the postseason. So can't we'll see. wait. Cannot wait. All right, Slee, we'll see you. have got Lakers talk tomorrow. I'm on in the morning. And then Travis and Slee on Wednesday after the Lakers and the Wizards. We will see everybody. Appreciate you then. guys.